Locked On Baylor has been back since late March. That's a long time. But there's one thing that we skipped over. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you had a great week and enjoyed all the shows we put together this week. For myself, there's one thing. I'm Drake Toll, by the way. It says it down there. There's one thing that I got to thinking in the last couple of days. Here at Locked On, it's a network of hosts that are knowledgeable about their sports, knowledgeable about their teams, and bring you the best coverage for your team every single day. One of the big parts of that is getting to know the host. And I completely skipped over ever telling you who I am. With football season coming up and our followership growing more and more, I want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the support that you've given me as Locked On Baylor has tried to grow. When I first took over this show, the Twitter account had like 250 followers compared to following 300 people. It's over 1,000, like 1,200 now. YouTube didn't even exist. Now over 500 subscribers. Baylor Nation has been so supportive of this show getting up off the ground in a brand new way, and I cannot say thank you enough. Before we get in the full swing of football season, I got also thank you for listening to the young, energetic, sometimes stupid blonde kid that comes on this podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts every single day and say, hey, I'm Drake. I'm a senior at Baylor University, and I've been my last three years the biggest Bears fan on campus. Somebody else probably vies for that title, but I've tried to be the biggest. Over the course of the last couple of years, too, I have just been enthralled with Baylor and the Baylor traditions. I grew up an Arkansas fan, originally from a small town called Valonia, Arkansas. I didn't know what a Baylor was until 2012. Let me take you back to some bad times. Baylor and Arkansas are squaring off in a super regional in Waco, Texas. Fixer Upper, if it existed, it was just brand new. Wasn't big. Robert Griffin III had won the national or the, the Heisman Trophy, the women's basketball team won the national title at 40 0. It was the year of the Bear. The softball team was on their way to the World Series. And here they are in Waco, Baylor and Arkansas. Game one, Baylor takes it like 8 1, 7 1. It's just a big blowout. The Bears, one of the best teams in the country, number four seed, are up a game to nothing. The next game against Arkansas, it's the ninth inning. Baylor's up 4 to, four to 3, right? Bases get loaded, batter gets hit. Tie game. Next batter comes up for Arkansas. He gets hit. They walk it off in Waco, one to one. Game three, 10 innings, one to nothing final. Arkansas wins. This big hog fan, I was going nuts. You're calling the hogs. I was wearing the hat. I'm so happy that Baylor lost. But I thought, that's a really cool play. All the stuff on ESPN, Feed the Beaver, RG3, the women's basketball team, and Brittany Griner, everything about it just seemed to have this appeal and this luster. So as a, an 11-year-old kid, I thought, that, that's, a, that's a cool place. If I don't go to Arkansas, my family will, you know, pluck me like a chicken. I don't know, Arkansas saying, stuff like that. If I don't go to Arkansas, they'll be upset. But if I don't, I'd love to go to that school. Now, let me give you perspective. The way that, you know, in Arkansas, if we... 
had a log cabin till 14, electricity at 15, got rid of the horse and buggy at 16. You know, if you were good around Christmas time, uh, you'd go down, you know, dad would bring you a peppermint stick, but yeah, the, the general store was about a mile away. So it'd take you about a day to get there. And then once you got there, if you had to have your five cents, if you didn't, you know, it's a whole big deal. So getting out of the state of Arkansas was something you weren't necessarily bred to do, but I soon realized that Baylor was my dream school from a young age, seventh grade. I decided Baylor's where I wanted to go after the year of the bear and the continual success of the football program. Ha! There's how much a good football program can go and a long way. And I knew I wanted to work in sports media, too. And there were so many avenues to work in the journalism department at Baylor that, again, it became my dream school. Didn't know if I could afford it. I don't know if you know this. Baylor's like $50,000 in just tuition a year. It's remarkable. I don't I don't like how it's unfathomable how much money it costs to go to Baylor. But it's a school that's certainly worth that. And the scholarships are plenty. So I knew that if I trusted, had faith, it would all work out. And here we are today, going into my senior year of college, moving right back in the way. I'm actually, as this podcast is airing, I am on the road, headed back to Waco, Texas to start my senior year of college after three impeccable years of sports, watching a national championship in 2021, getting to see Baylor football win 11 games my very first year, just in the regular season alone, and then 12-2 and two last year, going and covering the Sugar Bowl. I've had a blast. I've also had the opportunity to work for the Baylor Lariat for a year and a half. I left Lariat after my first semester, my sophomore year, and started working at Sikkim 365, hosted a daytime radio show from 11 to 2, 11 to 2, I think, called Up Tempo with J.D. Pakel, who's moved to On 3 Sports and is covering football from the national perspective. One of the most talented and, and impeccable guys I've ever been around and just a great influence on me. Worked for China Spring Football doing their play-by-play where I'll be back this next fall, go Cougars, and have spent my time in sports media getting closer and closer, not just to Baylor, but also the Waco area. So I'll be honest with you. I don't have a monopoly of knowledge on Baylor athletics, and I can't tell you everything that's ever happened. And all my opinions are probably nuts and not exactly what you want to hear. And you might disagree with most of them, and that's okay. That is the beauty of this. I come to you as a 21-year-old college kid who is talking about what I see right in front of me. I, I These players I interact with every single day, both on and off the field, from football to basketball to baseball. These coaches, it's the same way. We're all in tight-knit quarters. If you went to Baylor, you know exactly how it is. You go into the sub and... There's Blake Shapin getting Panda Express. You, hey Blake, good game on Saturday. There's that kind of proximity that I want to bring to you over the course of the next fo- next football season. So, I cannot promise that you always agree with me. I cannot promise that I'll always agree with myself. I may give a take that three days later I think, well, that was really idiotic. And you know what? Some of you will probably say something in the comments that it, it agrees exactly with that. But I can promise you this: that I'm gonna give my best, my all, and give you takes that I, I that I. I will stand beside, stand or behind. How is it behind? That I will stand behind and take my lumps when I'm wrong. And overall, I want to interact with the listeners as much as possible, but bring you something that brings Baylor to you, wherever you are. That's what Locked On Baylor is about. Taking this team, this program, giving you the A1 coverage every single day that you know when you wake up on Monday morning after a huge Baylor football win, here Locked On Baylor will be talking about that game, bringing you coverage that you can lock into and be involved with, whether it's following along on social media, commenting on YouTube, subscribing, any of that. That's not just a boost to an ego or uh, an extra algorithm to hit a paycheck or whatever. That's something that I truly enjoy. Getting to talk to you. That's what this podcast is about. So all that said, 
I am so blessed to have this role. So blessed that you've chosen to listen, whether you're from Malawi or Norway or McKinney, anywhere, New York, California, Colorado, they come from all over the place. Stephen from Virginia is from Virginia. Everybody out there, I'm so blessed by you. I can't thank you enough for this role. And I know this football season is going to be magical from a locked on Baylor standpoint because of you. So I promise you, I will give you the best, the best coverage that I can possibly conjure up as I continue, whew, as I continue vying for my degree at Baylor University and going into my senior year. One year left. So let's make it a big one. All right. One year left. Let's do it big. Speaking of doing things big, boy, you can do it big at Bet or Girl. You can do it big at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your sports betting needs from your favorite sports and events. And the number it's the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball right now, NFL, NBA. What's the live thing? I have not figured out what that is. People are all live golf. Zero idea. I don't live golf. I die golf. I don't golf. Why? I wordle golf every now and then. Shout out Peter Pope and those guys. Andrew Teagle, Zoo Cat Brad Brown, uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, esports, even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for your sports wagering information, live in game betting, scores, podcasts. Bet online today. Use your mobile device. See the trends. See the actions. BetOnline.net. It is where the game starts. All right, the next thing that I want to get into, enough of the sappy stuff, Baylor football. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I'll say it. And Blake Shapin's a big reason why. You're going to hear from Blake Shapin. They're doing these practices and media uh, media opportunities where they have the players come out and speak with the media every single week of the of the offseason here as practices pick up. So we'll hear from Blake Shapin. Seven minutes of his press conference actually later on. And I I love it. I want to preface it. I know we're, we're still a couple minutes away from that. I preface it by saying it it's it's great how mature this guy is and how he's stepped into a starter role. He is, he's got the right head for, for what's going on here at Baylor. And a big part of that, in my opinion, is Dave Aranda, despite he's on the defensive side of the ball and not a huge offensive guy. Dave Aranda has still been such an influence on the offensive players. So here I want to give my thoughts on, on stability in the Baylor program. Dave Aranda has brought something that I don't think Baylor has had since the era of Grant Taft. That's an era that I wasn't alive for. So it's tough to give full perspective, but I've met Grant Taft. I've seen a bunch of the games that he coached in, and I've heard people talk about him, and I can tell there was stability. You might not have always agreed with Grant Taft and his coaching decisions, but by golly, the guy was a field general and commanded respect. That's why there's a statue of Taft on Baylor's campus. Dave Aranda is the first head coach to have that. Art Bryles, was not widely respected across the board in college football. There was no one asking Art Bryles in Big 12 media days, what are your favorite things to read? He was an offensive genius, but the defensive side of the ball was okay at best. Dave Aranda is everything. He knows where he has shortcomings offensively and has Jeff Grimes to clean those things up. Dave brings a level of stability that across college football, people are taking notice of. And a big part of that is, again, how the media approaches him from the national scale. Anyone that talks to or about Dave Aranda says the same thing. The guy is just different. There's something about him that you don't see out of almost any head coach you get anywhere. He is, he, he does things in a strange way that works impeccably. So for Dave, that's going to bring Baylor a whole lot of wins and not just this year. I think the long term, a big part of that too is how these players 
Mention Blake Shapen, how these players have been able to, to stick to what Dave Aranda wants to do. Blake Shapen could have transferred, could have thrown in the towel and said, hey, Gary's, Gary's a guy with like three years of eligibility left. What am I going to do? I'm going to go somewhere else, be a starter automatically. Why would I even have to vie? He, he's, a, he's not the starting quarterback of Baylor, which gives you the idea he's good enough that he could have been the starter without a competition at a lot of universities across the nation. Shapen's still here. Even better than Blake Shapen, Kyron Drones. Drones is now understanding he has a role on the bench for at least a, a year or two here. And he's a guy that when he came to Baylor, I thought would be a Heisman caliber talent. I still believe that he's got that in him and continued development in this program and under Sean Bell is going to bring that for Kyron Drones. Why is he still here? Why is he still here? If you were Kyron Drones, if you had that kind of talent, and you knew that you could utilize it at a different university and start right away, even at a smaller school, maybe even a smaller power five, a like Kansas, we'll say. If you were Kyron Drones, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you be a starter? You know that Blake Shapen, you're probably not going to beat him out because he just beat out Gary Bohannon and has been a star on the field. You're not sitting there if you're Kyron hoping that Shapen gets hurt or fails so that you can get in the game. What's keeping him here? It's got to be the coaches, the culture. There's no other explanation for this because I, I, I could tell you that I'm selfish enough that I'd want to go somewhere and start right away. I would want to go somewhere and play right away, especially when the transfer portal is so prevalent. You can go anywhere you want immediately, get NIL offers, have all of these, these different opportunities that come from being a starting quarterback at a Power 5 level. Kyron Drones, why wouldn't he chase that? Because Dave Aranda brings a level of stability that even when players don't get to play, they trust him. They trust what he's doing, and they stay. Another great example, Austin Novosad. Maybe a, a, I don't think it's a better example just because he's not in college yet, but it, it's up there in that Notre Dame calls, Texas A&M call, mm, Ohio State calls. That is insane. You look at the NIL numbers from those colleges, hundreds of thousands of dollars that their players are making, especially the quarterback position. The quarterbacks in college football, big-time Power 5 starting quarterbacks now could make million dollars playing the college game through NIL opportunities. So why would Austin Novosad go to Baylor where your NIL opportunity to make a million dollars probably isn't there, especially not compared to Ohio State, Texas A&M, or Notre Dame? Dave Aranda. That's why I did it. Stability and loyalty. Dave Aranda's stability has created a culture of loyalty that makes players comfortable. Dave Aranda, what did I say? Dave Aranda's loyalty, stability has created a thing, loyalty that makes players comfortable. I don't know. I'll, I'll make a quote about it later. There is so much to dissect in decisions these players keep making that are in favor of staying with Dave Aranda and trusting Dave Aranda. Austin Novosov, look, logistical he's got family that went to AM. It is a logistical nightmare in so many ways for a guy with deep roots at AM who's got offers millions of dollars on the table and turns all of that down. Could have had it so easy. He chose the hard road. He chose the loyal road because Dave Aranda and this coaching staff produce a culture that is can't miss. Players that are leaving this program are miserable elsewhere, and that's what, or no, they will be, and that's why they don't leave. That's why they come in. Josh White, Jackson Player. That's why those guys are coming to Baylor, not exiting Baylor. They've lost so few athletes from the program under Dave Rand in the last couple of years, even after two and seven. 
that shows that Dave Aranda is building something off the field that guys that aren't even on the field still want to be a part of. That is dead in college football. The era of sitting your turn for three years and then starting as a redshirt junior and senior, that's done. No one does that anymore. But Dave Aranda has a culture so strong, players don't mind it. Players are okay with that, a la Kyron Drones, who I still believe could be a star in the making. Blake Shapin, who stayed at Baylor despite an intense quarterback battle that he very well could have lost to an older player in Gary Bohannon. Austin Novosad, who turned down millions of dollars to attend Baylor University, trusting Dave Aranda over money. And I get it. You know, trusting somebody over money is great. When that money is millions of dollars, you at least got to take a look at it. That speaks so much to me. And I was just having that thought today. Those just those, those were my shower thoughts today. When I sat down and thought, what is what is happening? I've never seen something like this in my three years at Baylor and even before as someone who grew up a Baylor fan when that clicked for me, where did this come from? And it all it all came together. It's Dave Aranda. It's what he's built that is different in college football, and it's the reason that players are doing unique and unconventional things like staying. I already mentioned one of those guys is Blake Shapin. Coming up after this, unless you're on YouTube, coming up right now, Blake Shapin met with the media for a press conference earlier this week. And I, I'm not a fan of break the fourth wall. I'm not a fan when I put these podcasts together of just throwing in these big, long interview clips. I'd rather just do like three minutes of really good stuff in the interviews. His whole seven minutes were nuts. I was glued. I was glued to this guy. So I know you will be too. Cause he is, he's got it. So Blake, take it away. Blake, uh, after being named the starter, is this a different feeling for you? Is it a different level of responsibility? How do you see it? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not a backup quarterback anymore, so I got to take you know full control of everything that's going on in the field. And um, I think I learned a lot of things uh, being the backup and things like that. So um, stepping up into a leadership role and things like that is key for me right now. Being in that role for the first time, how much does it help having that kind of an experienced offensive line in front of you? Oh, it's great. Uh, we have a lot of older guys. Um, I, I don't, you already know them, but uh, they're great. It's awesome to have them because they make all the calls up front. It makes my job a lot easier. So um, all the praise to them. Well, were you were you glad Coach Rana made the decision when he did? Uh, uh, no, no uncertainty now coming into camp. Can you, can you rephrase that? Yeah. Were you glad Coach Aranda made the decision when he did after spring spring ball? How would you feel about that? Yeah, of course. Um, I have a lot of respect for him and, and him doing that for uh, me and Gary, and that means a lot to both of us. And um, it just gave us both the opportunity to take, you know, move on and do what we need to do in the future. Blake, what were your emotions like learning that you were the starter but probably losing your teammate and Gary at that moment? Um, it was tough. Um, I know that I shot him a text afterwards and things like that and wished him luck and his future and everything because Gary, you know, um, taught me a lot. I learned a lot from him. Um, like I've said before in the film room, on the field, how he handles things, he taught me a lot. So um, I wish nothing but the best for him. So That's Over this summer, what has been the biggest thing that you've been trying to work on and improve? Um, just mentally, um, physically, getting bigger and things like that. Um, just being able to come out here right now every day and um, get better and win each day. I know that every day is not the not the easiest day and not the greatest day. So 
um, being able to bounce back from bad days and, and improve and have a better day the next day. How much do you feel like it helped you getting a couple starts last year? Uh, it helped me a lot. Um, helped me with experience. I didn't have much experience under my belt. Um, so being able to play in the Kansas State game, um, Texas Tech, and in the Big 12, it helped me a lot. Just being able to go out there and see how it works. And I've never, I, that was my first time being on a college football field and playing an actual game. So uh, being able to go out there and get that experience was great. Blake, uh, Aranda said yesterday he was going to challenge you to be your true self. That's what he wants. What does that mean to you? Uh, it just means being authentic, being who I am every day. Um, there's going to be times where I need to speak up and, and things like that and be able to use my voice. And um, I think being able to do that, it takes being authentic and being who you are. And so I think that's what he means by that. Connor said yesterday that the, the transition, you know, from you being a starting quarterback, it, it really was seamless because you were always running with the ones last year, too. Uh, talk about that transition and uh, has it been seamless for you? Uh, I'd say uh, for the most part, um, it was definitely different because my role has changed. Um, I know that last year I was a number two, so yeah, Gary would take most of the reps going into the game and things like that. But uh, previously in fall camp, we were competing at the time, and the spring before that, we were still competing. So I got to run with them a good bit, and so uh, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable being able just to roll right into that too. When you talk about being authentic, is is it natural for you to be a vocal leader, or is that something you have to kind of force? Uh, I don't think it's something I have to force. I think that whenever, for me, whenever I feel the need to do it, I will do it. But um, other than that, I don't think it's anything I have to force. Cool. How do you feel about your group of receivers? Uh, probably a lot of people don't know a whole lot of, about them, but uh, what, what do you think about them? Uh, I think they're great. Um, we have a bunch of younger guys. Um, we lost most of our receiving core last year, so of course they're going to be younger. They're going to be a little, more, little bit more inexperienced and things like that. Um, but they're learning every day. That's what fall camp's for. That's what um, you know. All these practices are for these walkthroughs, and we're up here till 9:30 at night, 10:30 at night. So um, that's what this is for—to learn and grow, and learn from our mistakes, and keep moving forward. How has your life changed immediately after that Big 12 championship game? What What was that like? Kind of flood of text, or just a lot more people knew your name? Uh, yeah, both of those really. Um, I don't know what else to say, but it. I mean. I don't think it's changed for me personally because I don't look too much on the outside of things and I don't, you know, dive into, you know, what's going on social media and things like that. So um, for me personally, it hasn't really changed. But of course, you know, I guess maybe more people know my name. That's about it. Kevin talked about it yesterday. How much did this summer just kind of getting your timing down with some of those younger receivers, how much did that help you and them? Uh, it helped a lot. Um, all the quarterbacks, me, Kyron, Luke, Brayson, um, we worked with the receivers all the time in the summer. Um, it was good just to get timing with them and things like that because obviously, you know, they're they're new to the, you know, the everything going on in their world. So um, it was good just to be able to work every day. Most of the days with them, it was hard because uh, most of the days they had we had workouts and conditioning and things like that. But um, we still managed to get work in and things like that. So it was awesome being able to work with them and get to know them more. It's feel good to be out here and actually getting ready for a season. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait. So, Blake, you guys lost some great wide receivers from last year. How do you feel about the guys in that room this year? Uh, I have full confidence in them. Like I said, we're working each and every day to get better, um, including me. Um, I don't have the best days every day either. I'm screwing up things too, and so we're all learning together. You know, I'm I'm still technically inexperienced, and I still have something to prove. And so we're all going out there together to do that, and I'm, I'm glad I get to do it with these guys.
kind of talk about that something to prove. You know, expectations are high this year. Uh, is that is that pressure filled for you having to come in with those high expectations? No, I think it only improves my game. It, I know that you know there's a lot of expectations to live up to, but at the end of the day, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about getting better each and every day. Getting you know, I know there's going to be losses and there's going to be days where I don't have the best day, and I just got to keep growing. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. Um, I think it drives me every day. I think it drives me to be a better football player in every single you know way. So, are there any guys that you've noticed you have a natural connection with, just throwing the ball, wide receiver wise or tight end wise? Uh, I think all of them really. Uh, everybody's getting reps right now, so um, all of them are. All of them can play. It's just a matter of you know everyone getting on the same page and things like that, which we're working on right now, and that's why we got fall camp, like I said. So we're just working every day. I wouldn't say there's one particular guy, but we're all working each and every day. So That was Blake Shapin, courtesy of Baylor Athletics, who filmed that at a practice that I will soon be at, thank goodness. And thank you for listening to Locked on Baylor and making it your first listen every single day. Could not do it without those who listen every day. And this football season, again, is going to be great. I cannot wait to interact with you. I cannot wait to grow this show. And the sky is the absolute limit. And I want you to be involved with it. Come back next week. I am traveling, as I've mentioned a billion times, from Massachusetts and Cape Cod back to Texas, which I hear is very cool. And snow on the ground has been raining a ton. I'm traveling, so no show on Monday. We'll be back next week, later in the week. And bringing you the... What can I say? Bringing you great coverage in Baylor athletics every day. This is Locked on Baylor.